P though. <laughs> we're live. Uh, and we're going to do this right now. It's a Bitcoin podcast. The only one that's making your money is you. Hey, everybody, we're doing the Bitcoin podcast. I'm the host, I'm first D. Oh man, I'm the host that talks third because we're missing our second one. That's right, that's right. Man, this light makes my teeth glisten. I gotta tell you. I'm just I'm loving it. It makes my shit look so bright. Like golly. Jesse, you look you looking at the popcorn though being made in the background in the microwave. That's just my studio help make us some snacks because they're low on the blue the the blood sugar. I got it, yeah. So yeah. Look, you're currently looking at a man who goes to the dentist like once every three years. He just takes care of his teeth, damn it. I did what they told me to do in grade yeah. school, which was floss. There was a guy that came to the school dressed as a tooth, and he said, Hey, kids, you're going to need to brush your teeth, or you're going to have to see me. And I said, Dude, I'm not going to that scary-ass tooth. <laughs> I'm brushing my teeth. Anyways, yeah. this this got off the rails immediately. You're listening to the Bitcoin podcast. We talk about stuff. We stopped talking about Bitcoin solely a long time ago. And we know there's a lot of haters out there that'll be like, you stop talking about the Lord's token. And <laughs> we're here, we're gonna be the first to tell you it's got some flaws. There's a lot of good things about it, but there's a lot of bad things about it too. So we, we got we got distracted. Started looking no, wait, into hold on, hold on. I just wanna one more one more thing to add. Gum health. As a as a very real uh, factor in longevity, so take care of your teeth and your gums and your gums. Yeah, floss. This is, there's a trick my old dentist taught me. Is like you kind of flush downward at an angle near the bottom of your teeth, but you do it real delicately so you don't erode your gums. You mm, get all okay. that stuff out of there. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It works. Thank you, Doctor Rodriguez, Clean Texas. Sweet. Look him up. Um, now we're gonna talk about. Uh, What's your topic? We're going to talk about the declining of American society due to uh, malinvestment in the Department of Education uh, and how that ties into crypto. So, no, I'm kidding. I don't think we can, I don't think we can talk about that. We can talk about anything because it's a podcast, but all podcasts yeah. are just people rambling on about their opinions. Actually, now the podcast landscape is changing now. It went from like random people with a lot to say and nobody to say it to to now like highly produced radio shows with like million dollar budgets like i saw a podcast the other day clearly cost like thirty five thousand dollars a week to have this show the production level was like through the roof and i'm like man how is this a podcast and then i looked in the bottom right and it was like bet and i was like what the hell this is just a television show and they slap podcasts on the on the end of it. So, anyways, you know, maybe we should talk about my opinion. All right, here's the long short of it, Jess. I believe that the declination, if that's a word, I feel like it's a word, and I just said it fancy. Declining. You just say the decline. The decline of American society is due strictly to the ineffective investment in education and the inability to restructure 
the educational cycles within the United States to allow us to both be competitive and creative. Hmm. That's it. I think that the education system in America is still built off of when there were a lot of farmers for these inexplicably long breaks that they take in a year, which leads to them not being competitive. I'll take it like taught many years ago. Everybody knows that. I had a Chinese foreign student in one of my classes. She knew math almost better than me. And I was like, dang, like I would start teaching a topic and she had done the homework for the whole chapter by the time I finished one lesson. And all the other kids are still drooling. That's a difference in parenting. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, and I was like, how are you this good at this stuff? And she's like, well, where I'm from, we go to school from like seven in the morning to seven at night. We see our parents on an extended weekend. But during the week, we're in school and we don't take really long breaks. And I was like, do that in Japan. And I was like, Jesus. And she's like, yeah, I learned this maybe four years ago. And I was like, yeah, what? These kids. And I'm looking at the other kids drooling and drawing like those little S symbols on the desk. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, you guys really don't stand a chance. You really don't. I was like, you don't stand a chance. We're setting you up. For in India, failure. In, India, <laughs> in a lot of Asian countries, like using like hobby hobbyist uh, speed abacus calculation is like a thing. And it's something that you start in like, you know, when you're a little kid and you do from elementary and middle school. And just like, you know, they used to have, well, I think they still do have, they have spelling competitions in the US. Yeah, they do. Um, but they have, you know, um, calculation competitions in in uh, asian countries some asian countries like india and japan uh, I, I don't know if uh, china has that but so it's a start so what's wild is is yeah it's it's you know america used to be known for like it's what's the i guess eclectic sensibilities and being well-rounded is what they would say but as we move towards like this technology technologically dense um lifestyle for most people living in modern society it's like technologically dense where these things are built with math and science like you can't fall behind there you can't fall behind because then you're not competitive and then also like the cycles don't fit anymore i'm gonna push back against that i'm gonna say that america if you look back from the 90s up until now it used to be one in 20 americans had a college degree now it's one in four so more Mm. americans than ever are educated and have a degree now what type that doesn't degree? mean what type yeah, well degree? i'm just talking about degreed people in general it could be an associates all the way to you know phd but in totality there are more degreed individuals in america than ever than ever before um that said they're not all stem and if you look at burn rates through let's say engineers it's pretty high you know 80 percent. i think it's an 80 percent burn rate for the first four or five years burn um, rate you post, mean they they they, they did quit it for four years engineering and, and within they quit engineering after graduating within four years like 80 percent will drop out something like that it's pretty high like only 20 percent of i mean obviously only 20 percent of engineers stick it out as an engineer mm. Mm. i i mean i'll look up those statistics so, again but it's so, it's bef- dismal before we get too off topic, even though we started not even talking about crypto whatsoever, yeah. we should at least attempt to talk about some crypto re- crypto related things. Um, 
So one, first of all, for those of you who, are, who tune into this podcast to figure out what's going on, uh, yeah. we're still in the midst of a bear cycle that is pretty deep. In fact, it's the biggest losses Bitcoin's had ever. Uh, this is like the second time on a two-year time scale you would have uh, lost money if you put money in Bitcoin, which is basically everything. I'm just going to say Bitcoin here because the other coins... As we all know, only really like Ethereum is it's like one of the big three. The big three used to be Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Now it's really just Bitcoin and Ethereum that kind of matter. Um, yeah, so two years ago, and this has been happening for the past 20 days, I believe, had you put money in Bitcoin, then now you would ha- your, your money would be worth less USD than it was two years ago. And that There's doesn't happen very cost. often. Just tell like so. I posted a tool in the I think is it the Price Talk channel, which shows yeah. if you had dollar cost averaged uh, into any crypto asset in particular, you can calculate if you are up or if you are down relative to the start date and you know the amount and whatever your selection was. Mm. So for those people who are interested in purely price, check that out. So I think that that's a good ass tool that you found. So dollar cost averaging for you listening that don't know what that means. You buy the same amount of crypto, whichever crypto you want, at a frequency that is like the same. Weekly, monthly, daily. Some people do daily. And what ends up happening is your cost to enter the token lowers over time and your gains increase over time slowly. And in crypto, it's a great practice thing. The reason why is because crypto is a risky asset and that's what you're supposed to do with risky assets that you believe in. That's it. If you're investing in a risky asset, it's because you believe in it. It's not because you're a genius. It's because you believe in it and you hope that it works. And if it does, then all of your dollar cost averaging will have paid off really, really well for you. But you're still supposed to put your money in other smarter plays. And that's where I think crypto people that go super duper all in They'll look like a genius for like three months at a time, seven Hashtag months. Not not investment advice, right? Hashtag not yeah. investment advice. Like, oh, like what's that meme that's going around now? It's like I was rich for seven months in twenty twenty one, right? Happens every cycle. It happens every cycle where you're like, huh, I wonder what I want my boat to smell like, and am I gonna have concubines or not? I can't. I can't. At this point, I'm trying to make decisions of what my future's gonna look like. I mean, how many Lambos am I gonna have? And then the price goes. And then the price goes down. And you're like, well, I still got my other, <laughs> still got my other <laughs> stuff going, and I'm gonna keep keep with the keep keep going on course. And you know, maybe next cycle, uh, you know. Get them concubines. But anyways, you know, hashtag not investment advice. I remember this was a bit, there was one show I went back and I said, this is absolutely investment advice. Listen to me. Listen. That's so <laughs> what if that's the show? What if that's the show where I get sued on where dude's like, I listen to you. I'm suing That would you not now. be good. That yeah. would not be good. Uh, let's talk about not price and let's talk about maybe a, a topic uh, regarding tech, like new, ah, oh, this news that you found. This is absolutely investment advice. What I'm saying right now, oh just a small clip. Invest in yourself, right? Invest oh in your, God. invest in your spirit. Invest oh in, God. invest in your soul. You know what you should in invest in? Knowledge. Invest in shelter and food, 
and <laughs> the bare necessities. <laughs> Don't get us sued, Jesse. Don't get us sued. No. <laughs> it's just those bare necessities. There's a lot of people singing that right now. Ain't got no bare necessities. The price of gas is way too fucking high. That's what they're saying. <laughs> Anyways, that's pretty high. That's, yeah. that's, uh, it's going right, to go up again, too. Yes. So there's news. been things happening in crypto that are very important. One of the things is that people that un that try to treat crypto like that stinky stock market are getting eradicated. Like they're like, yeah, I'll take your Bitcoin and I'll loan it out to people and then I'll give you a little bit of the return because I'm making a return on these loans, right? It's a bad play. It's a bad play for crypto and they're getting wiped out. Celsius almost got wiped out, but they finally paid, get this, they paid back the debt that they had to the maker, to the to maker, the maker DAO, I think. Uh-huh. That's kind of cool, what? isn't it? I don't Celsius know. was going to get liquidated by Maker, mm-hmm. not by like a bank or something. Oh. And they paid it back to Maker. So that's a good thing, right? I feel like it's a good thing for crypto. I don't know. I feel like I should have dove into this prior to getting on the, the, the show. Maybe we can get into I wish we had somebody to Google stuff for us. Celsius Maker. Here, let's just Google that. Let's see yeah, Celsius repays $183 million on DeFi protocol maker, uh, gets back collateral, gets back their collateral, and the blockchain data has shown it. Right. So, Celsius, the crypto lender, has halted withdrawals and is reportedly cutting jobs to stave off liquidity crisis, uh, has been aggressively repaying debt on one of the largest decentralized finance protocols. Okay, so, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, they, that went back to DeFi. And the chain activity is there. So I think that <laughs> it sucks to say this phrase because this is said in crypto a lot. But I think that's this is a win for crypto <laughs> because it shows that blockchain can handle these kinds of very delicate situations. And they all come out in the open because they had no choice because they did everything on chain to begin with. They got to do everything on chain to end with. Right. Hmm. I'm trying to look at any like actual tech news. If any tech new. news? Any any new tech news? Not price, not, you know, uh companies that are getting liquidated. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at actual news to talk yeah. about. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Usually people are pretty silent when they're building and they're just kind of waiting for the next bull run to announce stuff. Mhm. Yeah, all I see is like price related. Uh, there's a article ah, here about how Jim Cramer is now saying that crypto has no real value. I guess I don't know. It seems kind of dumb. So here we go. Here we go. Ethereum's Sepolia testnet successfully switches to proof of stake. That's a big one. Damn it, Jesse. That's a big one, Jess. That's a big one, Jess. You don't care about that one? You're not even you don't even batting an eye on it. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no. I don't know. Wait, what was the news? The the test net. Ethereum one of Ethereum's test nets is successfully switched over to Oh, they upgraded? St- yeah, proof of yeah. stake. Well that's cool. Good for them. So here's up, the like... thing about proof of stake. Yeah. It's proof of stake, I get it. 
But what happens? All right. Say you have 150 people, right? Okay. I don't want to overcomplicate this. Over time, as people die, the value, whoever has control of their money changes sometimes fast, sometimes slow. If there's a guy who has a lot of stake in a network and he dies, or a girl and they die, uh, it's going to be a son of a bitch if they don't have anything in place and that stake just kind of vaporizes, right? I mean, what happens there? Let's think this through. Say so there's, there's 100 nodes. have Each of them have 1% stake. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess if the 1% just goes away, then the other 99 nodes now have one point. What is that? Zero one. Yeah, one point zero one stake. But I guess I guess what I'm saying is is like how are we protecting ourselves from natural human like somebody's got to maintain that stake in order for that network to continue to work properly. Is there anything put in place about maintaining that stake? Wait, what do you mean? Like if, if the, if the node that has like the 32, e, are we talking about Ethereum? Yeah, we're talking about Ethereum, right? So we've got Won't some it get nodes. slashed out of, out of, uh, out of, um, commission. Oh, okay. I mean, this is good to talk about. I guess this is a good, this would be something to get Dr. Petty on the show for, cause he would know. Like, I guess it gets slashed, but what happens to the ETH that gets slashed? Does that go back into like circulation or does that just get burned? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so those are questions that we should probably know. Okay, let's let's Google this real quick. Okay. Okay, they'll just lose them. It says they will lose them. I think the like this could be wrong, but I think the, the slashing goes to other validators as rewards. It does. It's dependent upon, it's also dependent upon the network. Some of them go to your treasury. Some of them go to, it's just we're talking about Ethereum it. though, right? Yeah. Talking about Ethereum. We're not talking about generally. We're just talking about Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Um, For Polkadot, they go to a treasury. Let me see. Slashing Ethereum. Okay. Here we go. Ethereum 2.0 is consensus its mechanisms, a couple of rules designed to prevent attacks. Okay, slashing means a significant part of a validator stake is removed. Up to the whole 32 validator software staking providers will have built in. Okay, what happens to slashed ether? Just answer the question for me. Answer the question, Internet. Ugh. This is so whack. I just want an answer to this question. I can't get it. Mm. Oh, you can just look it up. Let's look it up on Beacon Scan. So, slash to validator. Let's see what happens. Maybe. 
So this person's balance got slashed out of 32 ETH down to 31 ETH. Mm. It looks like there's a huge penalty initially. Uh, I don't. Let me see if I can find where this goes. Mm -hmm. Saturday. Okay, so Saturday twenty fifth. Let's see this. Twenty fifth. Well, it looks like there's a massive income gain on the same day that the the validator that slashed uh, the other validator seemed to gain. So let's see here. There should be an easy answer to this question. The internet is not pointing me to an easy answer, which is sucks nowadays. Just look at the just look at look at the blockchain. Hmm. I don't know how this works out. So point oh nine four. Okay, let's go back to this one. They were slashed four point four nine. Oh, okay, okay. Here we go. Let's let's do the math. So point four nine eight, and then this person gained for slashing point oh nine four. Okay, so. Um, this person who slap who so it looks like there's some sort of dynamic between pre-existing validators on the network mm -hmm. and um, says a validator can be slashed if it if a acts like a proposer or yeah acts like a proposer and signs two different beacon blocks for the same slot b acts like an attester and signs two different attestations with the same target if a validator can detect such actions it can sign a message reporting the action and a proposer validator propagates it within a block to the network upon agreement of the network the slashing reward is given to the validator who detects the malicious action this is a crucial long-term incentive mechanism for honest validators to detect dishonest parties and get rewarded by keeping the network secure so um i know that they were rewarded for 18.9 percent of the slashed uh amount so the honest node that basically Mm -hmm. um, pointed out the malicious validator was rewarded 18.9% uh, of the slash amount which was about half half an ETH so 0.5 ETH mm -hmm. so the full amount the 80% you know let's say the leftover you know 80 82%-ish I'm trying to track where that went um, hmm. I'm pretty sure the community is going to give us an answer because right now I cannot find where the slash ether goes. If it just goes to the people that vote, that's kind of, you know, okay. Or not the people, but the nodes, but I don't, for the life of me, I can't remember and I can't find it. So moving on to other topics, I'm going to ask you this question. 
are NFTs dead? No, no, they're not dead. They're just click, gonna come back click, as a zombie. It's clickbait. Are NFTs dead? So are they are they dead? Huh? NFTs and um, manifestation last were stupid. They were totally unnecessarily about, bloated dude? in value. I got all these chicken. Don't, don't even. Don't even. Stop. Dude. Oh, my God. It's so cringe, dude. It's so cringe. No, it's I have NFTs on Solana that I don't even talk about. Like, I don't understand why, like. Bleh. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I have a buddy who essentially created NFTs and realized after the first project that most of the value was in the mint. And that the time per hour of time spent coding additional utility was like pennies on the hour. But the additional mint, let's say, takes, you know, three months and you can generate, you know, a few tens of thousands of dollars. So that's where the time is maximized from a an efficiency standpoint of value extraction. Mm -hmm. So then he went on to do that again multiple times and that's exactly what everybody else did and then people created factories of nfts and then created royalty programs of nfts to be created within those royalty programs and it's just like more of the same it's leeching off of the initial rug at varying different frequencies and that's it that's all it is but some people are funded mm -hmm. by vcs to create an actual game which is even more insidiously leeching like Axie Infinity, right? Mm. Deep. That's deep. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just deep. But as long as you enjoy it, right? I feel like it's okay. It's no <laughs> as different than... As long as you enjoy the leeching it's, that's happening. It's no, it's no different than microtransactions. I feel like the, 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 the part where it's not fun and it's primarily a financial vehicle where you more often than not get burned because you're a late adopter that seems kind of you know kind of sketch so what you're saying is somebody's continuously trying to reinvent clash of clans i mean that's what it became right yeah they took DeFi properties and then combined them with an nft and then it's such a human thing to do though. like am i right or am i wrong like once one thing is successful there's gonna be like let's just do it again like you could take something as innocuous not innocuous but something as like like a glazed donut right the first glazed okay. they made a glazed donut and they were like this is really good and we're selling a lot of them what if we just like put some strawberry in that glaze and then jack the price up like 10 cents and then started selling that too but there are different psychological <laughs> you know what I mean? that they're like, preying upon right like it's different it's it's the same but different like a donut is is unhealthy if consumed in large amounts if like for me as as somebody who participated in buying nfts me participating in my buddy's nft project and then him essentially dumping on me like i totally am giving him shit all the time for that right yeah but that on the same note like that is what's kind of necessary to pay for a lot of these developers to even take a stab at working in this space but but That's for them to continuing to for, for them to continue doing that and understanding that all they're doing is uh rugging a bunch of people that that's kind of like 
in my opinion, kind of shitty. Like, unless you're actually doing something uh, iterative, like an, an iterative improvement on what you just created, it's kind of like shitty to just do the same thing again and again and prey upon gambling, people who are gambling in the space. Like, not like there is utility, like from an economic perspective, uh, there is different types of utility. There is, uh, I guess, utility of value, is that what it's called? Where, mm -hmm. you know, like, like electricity or like, you know, ether. Like it has a purpose. If you're, if, if the, if the token has no, there's an economic way of, of phrasing this, but it has no actual utility and it's more, more like, you know, hex or like chicken or something like that, where it's just like a circle jerk mm -hmm. of like no computation. It's just these tokens generate more tokens. And Did you mention just... chicken in there? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not. Yeah. It's the same thing as hex it, no, in it's my not. mind. It's no, pretty it's much not. the same. It's pretty much the same. No, it's not. It's totally okay, explain to me how it's kind of different. Like, there's is the goal not to first, lock up liquidity? Yeah. First of all, it's chickens. Okay. Got Second it. of all, yeah, that's the goal. But you're also supposed to be creating liquidity, too, in your own farm. Just get out of here, Jesse. What are you talking about? You don't know <laughs> anything about chicken. It's more of the same. Let's, let's just admit it. I don't know. It's fine because like you're not the late adopter. You're like semi early along with a lot of early. people in the slack. Um, and so you're making money, but I am. the reality I'm is, money. Right, the, but the reality is like there are people who are buying these chickens right now and, or like right they're still getting the their money back. They're so fucked. They're so fucked. Come on. Oh, right before the dip. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're so far down. Right. But that's like, that's like markets, bro. That's markets. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so like you can chalk it up to like markets, but like the people who had no idea they were buying the tippy top, like they're getting fully wrecked. How, how are you supposed to honestly sit back and say like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not, I, yeah, I nobody's get what gonna you're say saying. like, I don't like money. Don't buy this chicken NFT. You know what I mean? Like, I get like what Hex. you're saying. I get what people you're People are saying. not going to say, don't come to Hex. It's a Ponzi. They're going to say, yeah, lock mm. it up. Let's all make money together. Right. And I get what you're saying. I do. I mean, I get it's, what you're saying. it's, oh, dude, I found okay. something out the other day. Yeah. You can find out if you're a nasally talker. Okay. If you, if you, if you hold your nostrils together and talk. Yeah. And then yeah. if you're not making any sound, then you're talking out of your nose and people probably don't like that very much. Shit. Do I do that? I don't know. You've got to test it out. Like for like if you if you close your nose and yeah. your voice changes, then that's the yeah. amount of your voice that you're talking through your your nasal cavity. Okay. And it, it, I did it the other day because like my toddler has this like little nose clamper thing for when he swims. Yeah. So I like put it on my nose and I was trying to talk yeah. and I was like, why can't I hear my voice isn't coming? I was like, oh, I'm talking through my nose. That's probably annoying. People think I'm annoying. But anyways, I don't want to get too far off topic here. Yeah. We're talking about chicken being the best hashtag not investment of all time. So. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, but it is. It is a way for people to no, just like everything in crypto to kind of dump on everybody else slowly so what's what's weird to me is seeing crypto so
it's not mass adoption is not taking place in a way that we thought but in a way that we should have predicted why should we sense? have predicted that because people aren't responsible with their things people like it is the it is almost human nature to say here's something really important and i need to be responsible for okay and if it's not a life like i'm saying it's not a life Ooh, i don't want that responsibility right like for something is like for example i've had people that uh you know i work with them like hey here's the key to the building you're mm-hmm. responsible for locking up this building every night and they're like "Ooh, no i can't do that and i'm like then you can't be a manager like that's like step one like we got to trust you to lock the building if you can't lock the building you can't this isn't the role for you and they're like oh man i guess yeah okay i'll take that responsibility right mm-hmm. so i think that you we're living in a world where forgot password is everybody's go-to do we honestly think that they're going to be the owners of their own keys. Now, what is very interesting, though, is I did see there's been a 200% increase in hardware wallets sold since this dip, right? So maybe people do want to take their crypto into their own hands and start to have some onus over signing these transactions and understanding how crypto really works, or they just want to get all their money off in exchange so it doesn't get evaporated like, you know, what happened with some of these other custodial services right but i do know of the people in my life that own hardware wallets they're still asking me how to use them what's their pin and i'm like i i don't know your pin you made that up and they're like what i don't what's this pin i don't have this pin and i'm like yeah you had that pin you had you set that up when i told you you buy this thing and set up this thing and follow all the instructions you've got that and they're like, fuck, it can only be like one of five things. And I'm like, I hope so, bro. I hope you didn't type it in wrong or try something new one day or you're, fu- or, or you're fucked, you know? Yeah. And so uh, crypto had all these, like, everybody could be their own bank. Everybody's going to be in control of their stuff, self-sovereignty, all that stuff is good. But people don't want that. Like they just No, don't. some people definitely want that. Some people still pushing do. for that. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the amount of people that don't care. It's never going to be. There's never going to be more people that want that self-sovereignty than people who really don't give a shit. Well, I think it's just not easy enough. Like, they need an easier process. Not true. Banks aren't easy. There's nothing easy about operating with a bank. Banks are difficult, bro. It's mandatory. It's, It's, like, legally mandatory. Like, you will go... Like, you, you, you can't participate in society without using a bank. I'll put it that way. But you can ask that like your, your friends and family can ask you for hardware wallet help, but not care enough to like actually learn about it because it's just not legally necessary. Mm, Deep. And there's not enough money. Like they don't work and they don't generate crypto not on the scale that they can go work at McDonald's to make crypto probably. Right? Like for instance, Mm -hmm. if I go to, if I go to McDonald's and I work for a whole year, I'll make more than any staking rewards that if I have to work at McDonald's, I would have ever made. Yes. 
currently. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. So, like, there there needs to be a threshold of competency with technology and awareness that people have to have, and that's just not possible from the for the vast majority of people. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, like even if you validate easy. on ETH, even if you validate on ETH, you're getting three point two ETH a year, right? Something like that, ten percent a uh, year. Something like that, yeah. For validating, so you're talking about three point two ETH. You're talking about at these rates, that's what three thousand bucks a year. Sure, for investment of you know thirty thousand or whatever, thirty two, something like that, yeah. Mm. Mm. It's not very good. Not very good numbers right now. Let's bleak. Well, I mean, 10%. like the, the 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 best ROI from crypto is by oversaturation of existing vehicles of value that you know there's overflow from like hedge funds and vcs and people who actually spark interest in in the in in crypto like mm-hmm. with marketing with massive you know pull i think like, algorand's you know, a sleeping giant man you might have hit a jackpot on that one i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know about that i i don't i don't know about that i feel it I don't. I don't know about that. You don't think so? I. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet that. I think I'll bet it. I'd be willing, I'd be willing to bet it. Hashtag not betting advice. That's what I'll do. Hey, you know what? Somebody called us out for saying DP in the last episode. I don't even yeah. remember what we were talking about. Do you remember what we were talking about? No, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I remember you saying that. You usually remember when you're talking about DPs. Hmm. Anyway. Sorry for rambling everybody who's listening. Crypto's in this weird flux right now where it's in a supremely difficult bear market. And um Yeah, I really don't this this bear market is different from the last one because there was so there was one single thing to kind of point out that everybody was like, yeah, we got a little ridiculous with that, right? And it was ICOs, right? There, I I went to a conference and somebody literally said, I want to sell you a token of this Lamborghini behind me, and I was like, does that mean I get to drive it whenever I want because I own this token? And he's like, no, 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 it just means you own a part of the Lamborghini, and I was like, does it mean I get? the fun from the hot chicks from the dates of the Lamborghini? He says, no, you're misunderstanding the token. And I was like, okay, so I get a token and a depreciating asset? Um, that doesn't sound cool. And he's like, yeah, but you're missing, it's it's Lambo token, though. And I was like, if that's your selling point, we're about to crash. This that's is ICO? <laughs> yeah, that was the ICO boom, right? There was I mean, ICOs. NFTs are no different, but all now you kinds have an image. Of stuff. Exactly. NFTs are the same, except now there's an yeah. image, right? And DAOs are kind of the same, except now there's this chat group of people. And slowly over time, the chat group gets smaller because more people are like, "Yeah, this isn't really that fun. Right. And then like, and so now you've got all these variable things, right? And then um, ICOs are still around, by the way. There were some ICOs. There were some I um, EOs, initial exchange offering tokens, right? That are now going to be clearly outlined as securities in this new law, Mika, I think is what it's called. I think it's called Mika, the European law that's kind of like about to lay the hammer down on some crypto assets. Like 
It's basically going to wipe like 40% of the assets. Yeah, those are all securities. You're gone. Right? Like, just gone. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think what I think the reason why this one feels different is because this is probably going to be the one that does actually spark some some real regulation. And we're still a couple years away from that regulation. Right. Like we're mm-hmm. a couple that that regulation is being written right now in small rooms with people that probably don't know shit about this currency. Right. that regulation and maybe like one dude like Andreas, like maybe and people are kind of listening to him or her. Or some chick, yeah. like or some woman. I'm sorry, uh, you know. And that regulation is gonna drop, like right before the next bull market, like maybe three months before the next bull market. And then, like I think that's why this one feels so different. Is because this is the one where we're like more people than typically are like, yeah, we could use some oversight. We could use <laughs> we could use a little bit of. I mean, this is. Wild! All these people just yeah, pulling the people, rugs. The and, people that are complaining are like funded by like traditional, like investment infrastructure, right? Like, yeah, and they don't like losing, right? So now they're going to try and create rules that benefit them, which are just basically going to be like. At the end of the day, it's going to add a burden to the citizen. At the end of the day, through taxes, probably. Yeah, it's going to be no different than banks getting bailed out, right? At the end of the day, like the legal overhead that is supposed to protect the individual is going to fuck the individual as always, mm. but not the hedge funds. No, they'll be protected because the, the laws will be written to protect them and the banks, but not the individual. Yeah. That's why this one feels weird is this one feels like, mm, th- I'm not going to say the show is over. But the fun, crazy, wild, that shit is not going to happen anymore. <laughs> that shit is going to get zapped. Your crypto kitties zapped. Like that stuff is going to get that stuff is going to get zapped, man. Uh, because it's just a way to raise funds. Then the people that get sell those crypto kitties just go start making other projects like almost immediately. They're like, oh, cool. We finally raised some money. Now let's do what we want to do. Right. Mm. That's I'm not going to say it is, but that's pretty close to like doing a. I don't know what what's that shit called where people go online and are like, please give me money, please. Uh, for this cause or for this, you know, what I'm talking about like a crowdfund. Yeah, GoFundMe. It's, a, it's like it's okay. pretty much like a GoFundMe like, hey, GoFundMe. And then, you know, and there's laws around that now because people started taking advantage of that. Wow. Right, so I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, there's laws around GoFundMe's now. Like, and then one of the biggest GoFundMe that I, I don't know if it was a scam or not, but they had there was some lawsuits is like smart roads, like they were making these glass roads that you could mm-hmm. change. Their theory was it wasn't glass, but it was like a combination of chemicals. I'm not a chemist, and you could change like the road signage, and you never needed to paint roads again. And there were solar mm-hmm. panels, so they were basically just stay forever on and i was like oh that's kind of neat they raised like seven million dollars and then like had to give a bunch of it back because they never did what they said they were gonna do (laughs) so anyways nfts are like gofundme tokens because at the end of the day a lot of these projects don't make it yeah and then they end up taking your fucking money so 
I'm know. curious, like for, I'm curious to see if DAOs will spark better, better processes around helping to find and curate like worthwhile projects. Um, but it may not be that it may just be more of the same and it may just become like the McDonaldization of like even more shittier projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Crypto's in a weird state. Yeah. But is there anything you wanted to talk about? Excuse me. I mean, I want to talk about what what does decentralization look like with applicable zero-knowledge schemes? Does it improve or does it become more centralized? That's what I want to talk about. But we've already talked for 45 minutes. So. It doesn't matter. It's our show. We can talk for however long we want. With yeah, but I got to set up a D&D character with Tom. I haven't taken a shower from the gym. Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Like like Stranger Things Dungeons and Dragons? Like 80s, 70s, whenever it started. Tom's playing Dungeons and Dragons now? Yeah. When did this start? I don't know, but I'm going to go try it. We should wrap. I'm actually kind of jealous. Okay. Um... Yeah, you know, thanks for listening to the Bitcoin Podcast. This is an eerie episode. Could be one of the lost episodes, who knows, Uh, because we're wrapping this show up. We're sunsetting it, as they say. So, uh, you know, get your your kicks on Route 66, you know, that's what they say. Uh, Shout out to, I'm not doing the shout outs this time, whatever. Uh, Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. Don't forget, go look up Hashing It Out right now. You're going to want to get pre-subscribed, because by the time it comes out, uh, you can't, you're not going to be able to subscribe. No, I'm kidding. Go get subscribed to listen to the old episodes. Know that we're going a little bit more, you know, tech, even though we didn't do that at all this episode. We're going way more technical and it's going to be glorious. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to basically, a lot of you guys are going to be like, I can't do this show anymore. And we're going to be like, yeah, we know, we know that's, we're not talking to you like, anymore. Suck it. No, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking to you anymore. Go listen to the old Bitcoin podcast episodes and get caught up. All right. Anyways, play the outro. Which button is it? Damn it.